Liberty. And Welcome to the morning show. Good morning, Andy. Good morning. Uh, warm morning, 55 degrees right now. Uh, the temperature uh, rose overnight dramatically, and we are going to have a high today of 60 degrees. Uh, rain developing today, and it's going to get windy. So uh, batten down the hatches. We could uh, see gusts as strong as 30 miles an hour. Mm. So this just the one day, just this one day. It was it was nice. It was. Uh, we weren't sure whether or not to wear a coat to school or not. <laughs> so we did, uh, we decided that we'd wear a coat just on the safe side. Okay. Uh, we have a lot for you today. Uh, first, we'll start with the pandemic. Uh, right now, Henry Ford Allegiance Health has the most COVID patients uh, ever, ever. Uh, 77 right now. And yesterday, uh, Henry Ford Health System held a uh, press briefing pleading for uh, people to uh, start taking this seriously, uh, get vaccinated, <laughs> wear masks, practice social distancing. Uh, we have more people in the hospital this week in the state of Michigan since last spring, over 3,000. And Bob Riney, who is the- uh, That's chief, just in Henry Ford. Yeah. Yeah. Bob Riney, no, th over three, uh, 300 at Henry Ford. Henry Ford Health System. Health System, right. 3,000 statewide. And uh, Bob Riney, who's the uh, chief operating officer, said, we thought we were gonna be in a different place come Thanksgiving, we're not, and we are pleading with the state, with the residents to listen to our plea to get vaccinated and keep your uh, fellow Michiganders safe. Maybe uh, Governor Whitmer needs to pass out lottery money again. Here's <laughs> an interesting number. So Henry Ford overall, you said about a little over 3,000, 3,080. Of those, this is an interesting number. It's a little lower, but I'm gonna tell you why. 70 mm -hmm. to 75% of those are unvaccinated, but mm -hmm. it includes 41 children, right? Spectrum right. in uh, Grand Rapids, they have 367 COVID patients, 94 in their ICU, 94% of patients in their ICU unvaccinated, 95% of their COVID-19 uh, patients on ventilators unvaccinated. unvaccinated. Yeah, so, and um, drive by a hospital ER. I would suggest that actually. Mm. Drive by a hospital ER and um, you know, whether you, whether you believe in the vaccine or not, think if you had an injury or you needed to get your spleen taken out or you had, God forbid, a kidney stone. You look at the ER, it's, mm. it's, not, it's nutty how uh, busy they are. I mean, your folks are getting treated in ER waiting rooms because there's no room in hallways or in the ER, mm -hmm. so. And um, I don't think you'll really, we can't, you can't show footage of that due to HIPAA privacy, violations yeah. and privacy, so no one really sees it unless you're there. But um, yeah, it's uh, it's a crazy crazy thing. All time all time high in uh, our hospital hospitalizations, COVID, uh, emergency room visits, waiting time, 
positivity rate, everything, everything all-time high. We've never seen it, anything like this um, throughout the pandemic or ever uh, in our history. So, yeah, I, you can't drive by the ER. You can stay on the road, but don't go, drive into the lot. There's no spots, and you can't go in the building. And if you do have an emergency, and God forbid if we had some sort of a mass event. And that's anywhere event. in the country. Anywhere really. in the country, yeah. yeah. Good news is uh, also yesterday Henry Ford announced that uh, vaccinations for uh, patients ages 5 to 11 uh, established Henry Ford patients uh, will begin getting uh, vaccinations starting tomorrow morning. So if you are a parent of a 5 to 11 year old, uh, you can go to my chart and get scheduled. And, but you can also do this at a, a pharmacy or mm -hmm. for some whacked out reason, you can't get it at your doctor's office. You cannot get vaccinated at your doctor's office. Well, they, they're probably not on the uh, supply chain list, but hopefully they will be. They're but that you'd think that would be the, probably the best place to have those uh, pediatric okay. vaccines, but it is what it is. Over in the uh, UK, they're starting to say fully vaccinated, fully vaccinated means you've had the booster shot. So I'm wondering if fully vaccinated, the term is gonna mean three shots here in the United States, possibly, but then are we going to need another, are we going to need more booster shots year after year after year? So it's kind of a, mm -hmm. it's kind of a big question right now. I do know Governor Whitmer got her booster shot on November 5th. Mm -hmm. um, I think you were trying to pin down that information. It was November 5th. We couldn't find anything out. Um, the, only thing, the only communications out of Governor Whitmer are fundraising, campaign fundraising letters. Hmm. Did you get one, Brandon? <laughs> no, I didn't either. Uh, but good news about the boosters, the FDA could recommend the Pfizer booster for all adults as soon as tomorrow. But states and uh, some cities are already giving the booster to anyone who wants it. Um, so if you want the booster and you're uh, 18 and older, just go get it. That's um, pretty much, you know, they, they say uh, frontline workers, uh, people with uh, existing health issues. Um, but if you want the booster, I would recommend you just go get it. And also get the flu, flu shot. Mm -hmm. I'm going to keep asking you. Well, as you know, I had a jam-packed schedule yesterday, so I wasn't able <laughs> to slide over and uh, get that flu shot. But it's on my list of things to do today. Thank uh, you. Yeah, and I highly recommend it. Uh, we've got um, a large outbreak of flu at the University of Michigan. Uh, so far, the University Health Service has reported 528 flu cases. What are they doing up I there? I don't know. I don't know. We don't know what's going on. Hmm. So get your You know flu what shot. I hate? I hate the flu. Like, I, I really like do. Flu. I just flu. don't like it. I, I don't like COVID. I don't like flu. I don't like to be sick. Oh, but you can get a flu shot uh, at the Center for Family Health. Mm. Uh, they are encouraging flu shots. Get your flu shot. Um, just walk in. No appointment necessary. And anyone six months of age and older can get a flu shot. It's pretty easy. Pretty easy to do. Yep. Okay. So I wanted to ask you, MLive has been doing these reports on faster horses, and it's, whew, it's, uh, it's buzzworthy news, right? Mm -hmm. It's very, you know, uh, it's going to increase their readership. It's very interesting. Um, there's been a lot of talk back and forth on social media that some of the details were a little bit too crazy to be released, but the reporters Graphic. said that they had talked to the families and they s said we could release <laughs> this information. Um, but it is, it's interesting taking a uh, 60,000 foot view after the fact of some of these 
music festivals and things like that. And, you know, I don't know what the answer is really because you can't have um, 5,000 security guards, I really don't think. I, or will they have 5,000? I don't know what's going to change. It seems like a lot of these festivals, once you get in, it's a free-for-all. It's not like that for everyone that, that goes to these concerts. Um, but it'll be, uh, it'll be interesting to see if some things change because it, a lot has gone on out there at those festivals, and um, there's been significant amount of uh, victims, and uh, MLive is reporting on that. So we'll see if anything does change. Don't go. <laughs> so you can go. You just have to be careful and, and be smart. But if you're, you know, if you just go in and act crazy, and bad things will happen. So Park on US 12, Park roll on down 12. the windows, and just listen. <laughs> Uh, another place you can't go uh, pretty soon, uh, the Staples Center. Oh, my gosh. Have you heard? I did hear this. Staples Center uh, will no longer be known as the Staples Center. It's a new name. Crypto.com Arena. What? Crypto.com. So I remember uh, they had a deal with Staples. It was a permanent, uh, permanent naming rights. Staples got their money's worth, though. Really, yeah. think about it. Yeah. You know, if you're naming that, or that was that's one of the few arenas left that was actually called by the sponsor's name, mm. Staples Center. Yeah. A lot of the people probably don't even know when they're calling Staples Center that it's named after the Staples stores. No, I thought it was the Staples Singers. Just the Staples Center. Yeah, no. Mm. Interesting fact: How many Staples do you think we have left in Michigan? I should say left. We have a ton. But do we have one here? I don't believe so. No. How many do you think we have in Michigan? I don't know, three? 29 wow. staples. Mm. 29 mm. staples in the, the state with the uh, largest amount of staple stores is California, 143 staples. Wow. So. Uh, Bro Bible has come out with their uh, new, uh, and they do this every year, their uh, all basketball, NCAA all name team, and they've collected, they've gone through all 5,295 athletes playing basketball around the country, and they came up with the, uh, the, the most unusual names. These are and, crazy. Uh, Philandros Fleming Jr. is uh, number one first team uh, all-name uh, player. <laughs> Wooga Poplar, Adonis Arms, Supreme Cook, and Ludgy DeBow. <laughs> I like that so name. I like uh, Adonis Arms. Now that kid can yeah. play, can he? Uh, second team all-name. It's, they're all great. Boo Legend Boo. Stamps, Boo Bu, Kimo Ferrari, Kofi. We know Kofi Cockburn, don't we? The Illinois <laughs> fella. We have all got names for him. I like saying it like that. Yeah. <laughs> Leaky. Leaky Black. Uh, and now Leaky, he has been a YouTube sensation since he was a kid, um, wow. and he's finally a senior at North Carolina. But Leaky had obviously a. Uh, a very catchy name, so he was a, a YouTube sensation as a, as a young boy. Mr. Goodlow. Great names. Uh, there's quite a few more. There were a lot of it's honorable fun. mentions that uh, just just too good, to, just can't fit them in. Do you get an award for that? Like if you're first team, do you get anything? You should get an award. Like a trophy or something? They, they should have a, the Bro Bible trophies for uh, being on the first team. <laughs> it's funny. 
Uh, deer season started Monday, and you knew you knew this was going to happen. The deer yeah. they don't like being shot at. No, they don't. No, so they seek refuge in Sturgis, and this is where I would go if I was a deer being shot at. I would go to church, and we actually have this the Sturgis Church that filmed a deer that uh, went went to services uh, yesterday, and they posted this clip on their Facebook page. in the auditorium. Oh my goodness. In the hallway? That lady got off lucky there. The deer <laughs> listened to her commands. Uh, that's crazy. I was I was driving out in the country last night. I went to uh, Lake Leanne Grill. Oh, yeah. I almost hit about 35 deer on the <laughs> way out to there. Um, but it remind we grew up kind of out that way, and I saw a ton of deer. So be careful, be careful driving for sure, and be careful in church. Yeah. The good news is the uh, the deer got out, um, but. The lady's probably used to yelling at people to not go up in the choir loft. They don't want you up there. <laughs> they don't want the deer up there. So all's well that ends well. So I don't think there was any damage to the church. It didn't look so. Just maybe a uh, you know, couple hoof marks yeah. on the floor. Uh, New York City, um, they announced, uh, Bill de Blasio announced uh, yesterday that Times Square will be open, wide open on New Year's Eve. Um, back to uh, pre-pandemic celebrations. Last year, remember, nobody could go. It was weird looking, wasn't it? It was. Um, so back full strength, uh, Mayor de Blasio said, and uh, revelers age five and older will have to show proof of vaccination and wear a mask if they want to watch the ball drop in person. Who's taking their five-year-old Who's to Times Square? Who's checking? Year? Who's going to be the one checking that? I don't know. I recommend not going because what do you do if you have to go to the bathroom? There's That's no the bathrooms. number one concern. You cannot just pop into a Starbucks in Times Square and use the bathroom. No. So I suggest not going. That's a big problem. People were people, people go to the diapers. bathroom in their pants mm -hmm. at Times Square because they do. and wear diapers. Mm -hmm. I've heard this as well. Um, I, it's not on my list of things to do. I would have to be in a hotel looking down mm -hmm. on Times Square, but. Uh, New York has a test run of how things will go on New Year's Eve because the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade is back in full force uh, eight days from today. Mm. Eight days. That's ridiculous. Yeah. It's crazy. We do need to start thinking about uh, about Thanksgiving, don't we? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I need to decide what I'm bringing to the Thanksgiving, <laughs> and I have, I have not. So it's at your house, isn't it? Correct. It is at mm -hmm. my house this year. How many people are you having? It's probably seventy. <laughs> uh, probably eight or ten. Yeah. Yeah. No, we don't know. Uh, we don't open that up to the public like uh, like you would think. But uh, yeah, we have a lot to do to get ready for that. Mm -hmm. And going to the store is one thing that I am seriously dreading. So I hope I don't have to. Hmm. Our uh, job of the day brought to you by Michigan Works Southeast. We have uh, new openings on our job board this week. Check them out. 
And if you're looking for people, uh, we'd love to hear from you. We can add your uh, listing to the job board. Corrections is hiring. MDOC has openings virtually everywhere in every facility and at every job level. Uh, the particular need right now, corrections officers, jobs starting at 1856, an hour and you think, I don't have any experience, uh, doesn't matter. They will train you from scratch. Uh, registered nurses, you do need to be trained for that, uh, but you get a signing bonus of $5,000. Other jobs, check them out at governmentjobs.com. Who's on uh, today's show? We have a great show today. We are going to get things started with Jack Fairley, athletic director at Jackson High School, right after this quick break. Thank you for listening to this JTV podcast. If your company or organization would like to advertise on a future podcast episode, please contact Molly McClure at viewermail at jtv.tv. JTV, news that brings Jackson together. Hey, welcome back to The Morning Show. Our first guest is the athletic director for Jackson Public Schools, Jack Fairley. Good morning, Jack. Good morning, thanks for having me. So Clark. we got to catch up with you at the uh, new aquatic center yeah. uh, a week or so ago. And since then, you've had, a, you've had a big meet. Talk a little bit about how that went. It was great. We had 130 uh, swimmers at the pool. Yeah. And because, as I said, the, the, when we talked about the facility, it's so large um, and when we were standing the warm-ups before the whole event started you have six teams and they start cheering they have a cheer off kind of thing and they mm -hmm. throw cheers at each other and just the pageantry of it all and like this is what when we envisioned building that facility what it would be like sort of gave me chills I get yeah. a little emotional about it but uh, uh, the girls swam well they had fun um, we actually came in second uh, behind Chelsea and um, it was going to be between Tecumseh and, and, and Jackson to see who would take that second spot. We had some girls, you know, do some phenomenal times. And um, then uh, the best part, I think, was diving. Um, they do prelims on, on Friday night, and there was about 10 girls in the competition. And they got all done, and it was about 6 o'clock. And then the dive, uh, the dive official said, well, we're going to have a cannonball competition. Oh, that's cool. So they do a cannonball competition. And um, the, it came down to um, the uh, a Jackson High girl. I can't remember the name of the young girl. that It was one of our juniors won the cannonball part. But then in the actual competition, they do eight dives on Friday, and then they do three as part of the meet on Saturday. And it came down to the very last dive. And um, you know, a young lady from Jackson High, um, again, names are escaping me, but um, it'll come to me halfway through the yeah. show. Uh, <laughs> she needed to get a 35, and she got a 40 really? you know, for the score. And uh, she eventually went into the regionals and didn't qualify for the state meet, but she had that experience of winning the SEC championship. And um, just, uh, I think it, Hawkins is her last name. She's from Western. And, want to say Natalie, but I might, I apologize if I got it wrong, <laughs> Natalie. Um, but her grandma and grandpa are there to see That's that. Cool. And then, you know, after the meet's over, all the kids are waiting for parents. And just, I think everybody left that meet feeling, you know, positive about it. And the facilities were excellent. And so we're just going to continue that. And I think we're going to get to host the, uh, the meet for a while. That's awesome. So. 
What are, uh, what are people saying? They're coming from out of other schools as they uh, walk through the doors here. Just amazed at the size, and this is the entrance uh, to the facility, and, and uh, we have the TV uh, on the right next to where it says spectator seating. So if you're out there in the hallway, you can still watch the meet go on. That leads up to our concession area. That's the old part of the building. Um, our uh, huge board that uh, just allows us to run all the stats and things on that. Um, it's, I encourage anybody to get there and uh, Mondays and Wednesdays, if you want to swim in it, the rec department has, uh, they're, they're offering uh, aerobics and uh, lap swim, six to eight. So uh, love to have people come and, and use it. I would like to watch, uh, a I've never seen a high school diving competition in person. I think that would be fun. Well, yeah. you know, that's the nice thing about this is our divers, um, were doing that over at Parkside at 4.30 yeah. and nobody was seeing them yeah. do their competition. In the middle of a meet, you do five and then you stop and then you do six hmm. dives and, and everybody gets to focus on them. And so that's really been nice to tie them back in with the team so they really get that team feeling. Other than swimming, how were the uh, rest of the Viking fall sports? Well, we had some successes, varying degrees. And uh, girls golf, our girls golf team won the white division. And uh, Natalie Kolka was our lead golfer. She's only a sophomore. She came in 13th in the state tournament great. in Division Two. So we had a lot of more years of that and, and continue. And Kevin Barkholz has done a great job building that program up. Uh, boys football team, we were third in our division. Uh, um, and then we lost in the playoffs to Portage Central. Uh, but things are healthy there. Our, our lower levels were 17 and two. Nice. So there's some kids coming through. They're gonna help bolster that program. Scott and I had our postseason meeting and yeah. planning for next year. And it's an expectation yeah. to playoffs every year. Yeah, right? well, I mean, you guys have been doing it. That's where mm -hmm. we're at. We're, we've uh, gotten to that point with our program. And now what do we do to get to the next level? And we're building the new uh, indoor facility and and all those things are going to help, but now Scott and I talked about, and Jeff, there's, you know, Jeff Beal and I, constantly talking about, you can build all the buildings you want, what programming are you going to put in there? Sure. So that's really the next phase is how we ultimately use that uh, to go forward. Um, the swim team, they came in second in the, in the overall in the league. And then our cross country, a um, couple of neat things happened. The day of the state meet, uh, Olivia Prine, our sophomore, uh, excuse me, yes, yeah, sophomore, she came in 64th place. Bad thing is our head coach wasn't there. He was busy running in the New York Marathon. Oh, wow. And he ran in the New York Marathon, and I don't know if anybody's even published this anywhere. He came in eighth place out of three, uh, 30,000 runners. Nathan. Nathan. Nathan Martin, and he was the third place American. Yeah, he's um, a stud. Unbelievable. And, um, you know, he's so low-key, you know, um, he just came. I said, Nate, come over. I want to talk to you about it. And he goes, yeah, it was something. You know, I started out the race, and, and there was two packs. There was the, uh, the Kenyans and the Ethiopians, and they all went out. And then I saw all the Americans. We were over here running. I got to the 19th mile, and I just thought, eh, I'm going to just take off. And, and he, he goes, so I started running, and nobody came with me. So I just kept going. I mean, but you know, I have no idea how you run a marathon. Oh, I would do it in a car. And I would do I'd it in a car. I get as far as I could. And, <laughs> yeah. you know, um, so it's just funny to hear that whole experience, but he's so like, hey, don't you do marathons all the time? That's yeah. how you run it. Very, you know, you, you go out and I'm like, 
That's not how I would do it. But it's great for him. Very excited for him. And there's a possibility that he can go to the world championships. And not to get off Jackson Athletics, but we're very proud of him. And he's he does a great job with the kids. And um, he's, you know, taking over the program from Eric Anderson the year of COVID when, like, hey, dude, you got to uh, – we canceled every big meet. Now we got to go get – you know, he's scrambling to get uh, meets. And I said, you ran Tuesday? Oh, yeah, I forgot to tell you. I, I hooked up with Hannah Horton. So, they, you know, yeah. I said, okay, we got to get this all squared away. So this year we were much more organized, <laughs> and we got to run our big our big meet that we hosted, the Jackson Invite. Oh, yeah. And, and that was an experience. And, uh, you know, it's so many hands to make it make it happen. And, and our our running community in the, in the community um, – you know, from Lumen and Hannibal Horton and all. We have very good cross-country. Yeah, Concord as well. Yeah, yeah, just stud runners all over the place. So when we run that big meet, you know, you, I, I get a chuckle out of watching, you know, all these people. They come from Sault Ste. Marie and down in Ohio and all that. And then it's look, you're looking, oh, who won that? Oh, it was uh, Hannibal Horton, Lumen, yeah. and, you mm -hmm. know, the usual good programs we have. And so it's fun. Yeah, actually, uh, it's amazing how many people and from how far away they come from for the Invitational. Yeah. And I think the course, it's really, it's legendary, the Sharp Park it Cross is. Country course. Yeah, it's one of those places they tell me where you can you can get two or three parts of the race in from one spot, where normally you're running around trying to get yeah. one advantage, you see the kids one time. Ella Sharp Park, you're, you know, you just gotta go move and you're seeing three or four. And we had a kid from, I believe it was from Celine or uh, no, I can't remember the name of that school. I can't remember a lot of things these days. But uh, one of the top runners in the state. It was he ran Celine. like a yeah. let's say he ran yeah. like a seventeen oh two or sixteen something. I'm like, holy cow! Again, that that's not my not my forte. Yeah, I think we we're worried about uh, athletes in the beginning of COVID, but uh, I don't. I think everything ended up being fine. Really, I mean, when you look at some of the times and some of the teams, I think some younger kids miss some things and have a slow start. But the high school athletes. I mean, I feel like they just kind of got back where they left off. Yeah, there's uh, the the transitioning back into the classroom has been a little bit of a challenge. Sure. But as far as athletically goes, like I remember they were ready to run without a mask when we you know, were outside, you're running. And the first time when we, we got, everybody's got to run with a mask on. Well, that's, you know, so they went through that issue. And yeah. then um, they had to wear masks while they were playing basketball and, and um, soccer and getting back into it. Like right now we have a mask mandate at, right. at JPS, but when you play your sport, you can take your mask off. So sure. when you're on the bench and Bart and I are next to each other, we're gonna have a mask on, but when we're out there playing, and we're, we're not gonna have to. So, you know, they're a little bit of more, uh, because the state has not mandated everything and there's no uh, set rules by the MHSA, I think they've just decided to let everybody do it locally with their with their health department and take yeah. care of it. And, you know, we, we have the best uh, intentions for all the kids. And hopefully, as you said earlier in the show, people are going to get their vaccination. Yeah. And uh, I'm not political. I just think it's the, the right thing to do. You, but if that's not what you want to do, that's fine. And you take the risk. Um, but, I, you know, I have, I have my three shots. Yeah. So. Yeah, no, we, uh, we for sure uh, agree with that. We're going to be back more with Jack Fairley right after this quick break. Thank you for listening to this JTV podcast. If your company or organization would like to advertise on a future podcast episode, please contact Molly McClure at viewermail at jtv.tv. JTV, news that brings Jackson together.
Welcome back to the morning show on JTV with Jack Fairley. And Jack and I look nice in our uh, quarter zips today. Where's yours? They're hard to get on. I disagree. <laughs> I, you know, I don't. I don't see quarter that. Quarter zip day. Yeah. They're hard like to get it. on and hard to get off. Well, I don't know. Especially what the ones that are like vinyl. Really? Yeah. Oh well, you're just not doing it right. It's not just the <laughs> aquatic center at uh, the Jackson High campus. There's going to be a new. Indoor practice facility, yep. and uh, this thing is going to be nice. It's going to be top line. Uh, we it, uh, just drove, as I was coming there, I drove by Osgo by and check out the progress. And they have all the war, wall formed except for one quarter, and that the forms are up. They're going to be pouring today. And then uh, 14 truckloads of uh, steel are coming next week. And uh, then it's just the big erector set, putting all the mm -hmm. framing up. And uh, new turf going in there. We're going to have a uh, 33,000 square feet uh, um, uh, weight room in there <laughs> as well. And um, there's going to be a team room, bathroom. You can film from above that onto the practice area. Netting so that we can have indoor baseball. We have soccer lines, softball, baseball down at the east end will be uh, running lanes for sprint training mm -hmm. uh, and all that. And I think we can probably drag in uh, in the winter uh, one of our porta pits and work on you know jumping skills mm -hmm. and those kind of things. Probably could throw a shot put in there if we get a portable uh, shot put pad. Um, so we really can, our, our off season sports are gonna get a huge boost in their training. You know, most of these schools, they build these for the football team. And yeah. then you find out that the football team uses it, you know, sparingly compared to golf, baseball, foot, you know, soccer. Every, mm -hmm. I mean, I envision seven-on-seven seven games in there in the wintertime. It'll probably mm -hmm. be the busiest facility we have. Yeah, and it, you yeah. know, and it gets back to talking about you build a facility, you got to have programming to, to take yeah. care of that. Mm -hmm. So we have planned along the sides. Every sport has their own storage area to keep their tools of the trade down there. So they're not dragging it from all over the place. When that's done, I'm going to just be over there a lot. Yeah, oh, I can you're just more than tell welcome. you, I'm going to be hanging out. <laughs> Has Mr. Glick been coming around? Uh, he's been around. We <laughs> took him on a tour of the, uh, the, uh, the uh, aquatic center as well as uh, he does drive-bys on his own. You see a, <laughs> yeah. you know, a little Buick go by with a Michigan sticker on it, and he's just checking to see what's going on. But, you know, there was things he wanted us to do, and, and, and they made a huge you know, uh, commitment to it. But his things were like, uh, wanted to have handicap seating mm -hmm. on, the, on the east side of the stadium. We, so we, that's already been done. We built a brand new concession stand, which gives e easy access uh, for the visitors with restrooms sort of in the middle, central location. Beautiful new scoreboard uh, that uh, is awesome learning on how to operate that thing. But um, Mr. Glick usually would sit over on the visitor side. It's easier to get in and mm -hmm. that's a long way over to the, to the restroom. So those are some little things that we took care of. And then, you know, we, I, we go, Jeff and I would go over with a visit Michigan football with him and we'd drive around on the golf cart. And what do you think, Jack? What do you, do you need, do you, do you like this? Do you like that? And I'm like, any, yeah, I love it all. <laughs> yeah, it's and, very nice. Uh, now, now we're going to have a facility that um, every Jackson person can be proud of uh, in the city. And it's going to benefit all sorts of athletes because whether you end up going to JPS or not, 
I'm sure our youth programs will be using that with the rec department. So those kids are going to benefit. Uh, we'll run camps and things in there as yeah, well. It's going to be just phenomenal. Cannot yeah. wait to see to yeah. see it when it's done. Yeah. Huge asset for Jackson. Yes, something we can hang our hat on and be proud yep. of. And uh, the Auglick, uh football camp's coming back. Yes. They've, they've set dates in June. Uh, June 18th, yeah. and uh, that's going to be, uh, I can't wait to when we have that building open and we can, don't have to worry whether it's going to rain that day or not, you know. Yeah. And um, after, the day after we get done with that camp, we'll be tearing up the turf in the football stadium on the 19th and be get, putting in new AstroTurf, so you'll see a brand new surface uh, yeah. in the in the fall for that as well. So again, the Al Glick camp, you know, we're going to have, I'm anxious, I'm watching the Michigan game, and I think, oh, I wonder if that kid's going to come and work the camp, because we'll have 10, 10 or so football players yeah. there, and then it's always nice to see the old uh, Michigan vets come in and, and uh, chit-chat and listen to the stories. Yeah, we had one of your guys, uh, Antonio Bass, came back uh, for the first camp. Yeah. It was great to, see, yeah. great to see him. I love to see the relationship that he built with Coach Carr. Coach Carr always lights up when he sees Antonio. They have a, a great relationship, and uh, Antonio is doing really well and, and um, successful like I thought he would be because mm -hmm. he's just that kind of kid not a kid anymore because he married man yeah, so yeah. I'm getting old they were all kids <laughs> at one point for me so. great to see you thanks for being here well today. thanks for having me I this I enjoy this this is fun I could run my mouth love it Jack thanks for being here Jack Fairley director of athletics at Jackson Public Schools stay with us John Willis chief equity officer city of Jackson is just ahead Thank you for listening to this JTV podcast. If your company or organization would like to advertise on a future podcast episode, please contact Molly McClure at viewermail at jtv.tv. JTV, news that brings Jackson together. Welcome back to The Morning Show. Our next guest is the Chief Equity Officer for the City of Jackson, John Willis. Good morning, John. Good morning, good morning, good morning. How are you doing, man? I'm doing well. The weather's nice. You're wearing the Colts gear. Yeah, yeah, I figured I wanted to look like a, like a, like a, like a NFL draft guy. You do. I figured that's <laughs> you look right. like an NFL draft, <laughs> draft pick. Um, if anyone was wondering, um, John's son, Kari, plays for the Colts, and his current Madden rating, I think, is 77, which is pretty good. Yeah, so. he's, he's, he's getting up there a little bit. Naturally, he feels he's been cheated on that a little bit. Uh, they've got some kind of program that they, I don't know what you call it, upgrades or whatever, so he, he's some kind of way, found a way to get it up to like 87. So nice. <laughs> it's yeah. funny. It's funny what the, those guys pay attention Oh man, they, to they, the Madden really ratings, do. don't you they? You see him comparing each, comparing each other. You know, I mean, you just uh, 72. What are you talking about? You know, <laughs> yeah, so they, they, they know what's going on. So uh, it's busy around the holidays, especially Thanksgiving. Um, your uh, your youngest is still playing ball for yes, the Christie right yes, now. Yes, 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 And that yes. could interfere with the Thanksgiving plans. <laughs> yeah, her's been affecting our Thanksgiving plans quite, quite often for us. Since <laughs> about 2004, he's been affecting those plans. It's always a good, you know, a, a good effect, you know, but uh, it, it affects how they can eat on Thanksgiving, too. You know, Herb is like, you know, stay away from that turkey, you know. <laughs> so, but uh, it's just, uh, it's enjoyable to watch a uh, Lumen. I think they, I think they've got a strong chance, uh, you know, to get into where to, to where they want to go. Don't want to count anyone, anyone out. They've got a tough game this week, and I know they'll be prepared for it. But uh, Chunky, that's his preferred nickname. So that's not a, not a knack on him. It's just his preferred nickname. 
is a senior this year, so he, he's a big kid, and, and they're, they're playing really, really good ball right now as a team, and they're, they're working hard. It's just it's good to see. It's good to see them come through some, some challenges. The Monroe-St. Mary's game, that was, that was a tough, tough game, and they, they battled through. And they've been playing well, man. It's yeah. exciting. So do you, uh, does the Thanksgiving table all family and then Chunky's in the so, corner yeah, with so spaghetti the or something? So this year, uh, obviously, you know, Akari and those guys, they usually don't get Thanksgiving off either. But uh, I, this year we've got, like, everybody coming back. My cool. daughter from Milwaukee, so everybody's coming to the house. And we'll have, you know, and actually uh, my siblings, my wife, everybody will be stopping through, you know, to get some. <laughs> so, so my wife's family from Alabama, so she's she's like a real soul cook. You probably can't tell that from looking at me, but <laughs> she's, she's a really, really good, you know, good cook. And uh, she, she sets us out for Thanksgiving. We've got the whole big table spread. And, you know, we've got uh, Chunk and Kari with these, these, these different disciplines that, that do something different. But it, it'll be exciting, man. It'll be great to have everyone to the house That's and cool. uh, just celebrate as much as possible and, and hopefully get ready for a big game the next day or yeah. the day after. So, What's the uh, one Thanksgiving item on the table you couldn't live without? My, my wife's dressing. Yeah. My wife's dressing. <laughs> I, you, it, I know a lot of people are going to call you and say different. She's the best dressing, homemade dressing in, in, the, in the world. I'm telling you, it's, it's, her dressing is just, is just amazing. Um, we, uh, we all look forward to it. We always uh, take our little freezer bags and steal some for later, you know. <laughs> Who's the worst behaved at so the table? The worst behaved at the table? Uh, I'm going to have to go with my son, Jay, Jonathan. You, you guys know Jay. <laughs> he Jay. He, he, he's he's yeah. going to make sure he gets what he wants regardless <laughs> of, of what, what, you know, is. the average person, if you got like a pie and it's like a thin slice left, they'll, they'll chop Cut it up. Cut no, Yeah, not, not, not Jay. He, he's, he's going for He's going for the gusto. <laughs> I'll take he, that. He's lost a lot of weight, so I'm sure he's going to be trying to show us that he can still go this Thanksgiving. So <laughs> we've got I mean, seven boys and three girls, so obviously Ooh. Terrell's no slouch either. He's yeah. <laughs> at the table. So That's awesome. Wow. I think I'm yeah. going to stop by the one of yeah, man, well, could come on by. We wouldn't, even, we wouldn't even notice you. You should go grocery even. shopping with the Willis's. I would love to go grocery yeah, shopping with You should with go your grocery wife. shopping for the Willis's. No. <laughs> we'll, we'll let you share those expenses. I don't know. It's not nearly as bad as it is. Right? As a matter of fact, it seems almost like we're, we're, we're empty now. You know, we're, we're just exhibiting as being the only one left in high school. I've got my two daughters, but with him really being the only one there, we have to make sure that he just, it's like so unusual now. You know, right. like when we had 11, 10, 11 kids, there, there was like no eating out. There, you know, everything. Is here. You're like, nah, hey, you go to McDonald's, it don't cost you fifty dollars now. You yeah. know, so <laughs> and food yeah. much more expensive now. But we we, we we weren't doing a lot of eating out. In fact, our, our space used to be remember Ponderosa. Yeah. because so many kids up under ages eat oh, free, yeah. and they're yeah. like, all of those kids can't be under. <laughs> yeah, but we, we had a lot of you know the, yeah. the ages oh, were yeah. together, so that that was it. But it wasn't a, it wasn't a whole lot of eating out growing yeah. up in the Willis house, so. How many gallons of milk would you go through uh, when the kids were oh, man. When, when, when Terrence and Terrell reached high school, that's when it just got downright ugly. Because <laughs> they, they go through a box of cereal. Oh, Terrell was huge in high school. Terrell, Terrell was huge, 220 pounds. Strong. Terrell, Terrell was a big, Not an strong. ounce of fat on him. Yeah, he, he was a big, strong <laughs> kid. And he ate like a big, strong kid. Who uh, Now, the new one we've got, this is a whole new breed of kid. This is like... You send him to Little Caesar, and he gets like a pizza for a snack, you know. So it's like, you come back, and my wife is like, well, where's the pizza? He's like, Mom, I just got one. You know, it's not one piece, one pizza. So <laughs> it's, it's, it's kind of different for us, but but it's, 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 it's been good, man. It's been good at the family. We, we enjoy it, and we trade the world for it. Yeah. So. Uh, since you were last here, we've had the mayoral election, and we have uh, Jackson's first black uh, mayor who wow. will be sworn in on uh, December 1st as the chief equity yes. officer. How does that 
How do you look at the, uh, what, what kind of dynamic does uh, Daniel Mahoney uh, bring to uh, city leadership? For, for first, I'd, I have to say, Bart, I, I've never been more proud of my city than I was do, do, during the election because it, it said a lot about our city. For the first time in the history of Jackson, we, we have four people of color on our, on our city council. You know, with Eileen uh, Robinson, the vice mayor, uh, Freddie Dancy, Daniel Mahoney as mayor, and Angelita Gunn as the other commissioner and war person. So I've never been more proud of my city nationally as a chief equity officer. It shows that Jackson, we're, we're opening up to a whole new area of diversity, equity, and inclusion inside of our city. So to, to see these opportunities, to see what the potential that it has. So, so you can look at the, the cup, as they always say, half full or half empty. Um, but for us, it's definitely opportunity. It's definitely an opportunity for our city to, to make some changes. Uh, I received a call that night, a text from our city manager, um, celebrating the changes that I had, just talking about the awakening and the things that this means for Jackson. So it, I think it's very, very powerful. We're looking for, for great things from not only Daniel, but our, our, our city council, our city administration, our city department heads that work on our diversity team. Our city has been so open to making sure that we are diverse and inclusive in our procedures. So we want to make sure that we're doing these things while we have these opportunities, that we're not just checking boxes. We're not just going along and saying, uh, well, we've got this, now we're good. No, let's take a look at some of the things that we do or that we've done, and let's see who's been disparately affected by this. How do we change this? What, what can we do to make the uh, south side of Jackson as uh, developed economically as we have in some of the other parts of our city? How do we take a look at those things? What areas outside of the south side do we need to make changes in? Who do, who do we need to bring, bring to the table to be having these conversations? So it's an exciting time for the city, very exciting for me to be a part of it. What, uh, what changes do you, like, do you think you'd like to see uh, in, you know, in different parts of the community as far as um, maybe some infrastructure improvements or some other programs? Well, what we'd like to do is right now, our racial equity commission, along with the MLK corridor, MLK corridor, naturally going into the MLK corridor area, which is basically from Franklin Street down ML King Drive to uh, South Street, South, yeah. yep, and then goes up on, on High Street and on Prospect Street. So they'll be going down to talk to the community to see what the community would like to see there, while our racial equity commission is going to every single ward in the city mm -hmm. to say, this is who we are, what do you see? Right. What is it that you see as citizens that we need to take a look at? I think the things that we're doing, taking in to, to hear from the citizens on what it is they would like to see. I think that's one thing that, that Daniel has, has, has made it very clear that he wants to do, not just what his agenda is, he wants to hear from the, from the city, from the citizens on what it is they, they see that needs to be done and to start to work on those things. So for me, it's just what's important to our community. I don't have a, uh, a, a John Willis preference for mm -hmm. what it is he wants to see. I am a representative of, of, of my community. So uh, not, not just black community, but my community as a citizen of Jackson. Naturally, being African-American male, having grown up on the South Side, I have an ear to that community. Mm -hmm. But I try to make sure, and I hope that, that that's the way people are, feel when they speak to me, that I'm treating everybody with the love and respect that I hope comes back to me. And we try to always treat people that way. And in return, I think it, it opens some doors for us. It allows us to work through some things that we may not be ordinarily able to work through. So. And I know that, um community felt for many years they really didn't have a voice or have right. a, a really a seat at the table. Right. Uh, but looking at voter turnout, particularly in uh, 
Southside neighborhoods, uh, that's going to be a, a new attitude. Yes, yes. I mean, I think it's. I think it says that more people are starting to get engaged in the process. Process, if that makes sense. To understand, it's great to to have a to voice and, and to say what this needs to change or this needs to change. But you have an opportunity to go out and cast a ballot and let your voice be heard. Maybe your ballot alone won't change it, but it's your voice, it's your opportunity to speak, to, to show that that works. So I think this is a, a, a time, there are so many social situations going on in our, in our world, in our, in our country, that it is very important that we speak, that we communicate, that we share, that we become familiar with other cultures, that we become familiar with processes that maybe we haven't been involved in in the past. Mm -hmm. Get a chance to do that is phenomenal, man. I think this is a, just the opportunity that's in front of us is huge. We have to take the proper steps to make sure that we're making permanent changes, sustainable changes that will not only make our city more diverse, inclusive in the process or equitable, but will make our country more diverse, equitable, and inclusive in its processes. And you've been you've been doing this since day one that I've met you. This, is, this isn't anything new. Bringing the community that. together, um, whether it's through different types of extracurricular programs, sports, speaking engagements you've done. I've had a chance to see you singing. See you speak singing, of course. Stop. A lot of singing. Secret, we used to see you sing in the, yeah. in the family sing like every holiday. What happened? Yes, we yes, yes. That? Well, I, I'm no longer 25. You probably didn't know that. You know, thanks to uh, there's a there's a I found youth in a bottle. It's, it's called Just for Men. Oh, yeah. <laughs> wow, that looks so, good. Like but, I said, you uh, still yeah. look like you uh, can play in the NFL or be drafted. <laughs> well, my, my daughters, they do a lot of singing now, and my, my sisters, everybody's kind of working and busy. When we get together and we sing, we, we love it as a family. It's a huge tribute to my mother, Maggie Willis, who's the greatest singer that I've known personally, and she taught us to sing with heart, with feeling. She was a music major from Savannah State College, so she taught us how to sing proper, taught us how to stay on key, and she would, she would get on. If I would try to do something I wasn't supposed to be able to do right then, she was like, uh, nah, not, not now. But she, she, she was a really good teacher, and for us to be able to share that gift from her, and actually uh, the gift from God, we, we, we appreciate it, and we do enjoy sharing it when we get an opportunity to. Well, maybe next time John's here, we'll, we'll get him to do a song. <laughs> oh, that would be great. That would be great. <laughs> Never ever a problem, man. It's, it's, it's a gift. If you don't 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 share monster, don't hide it under in the sand. So well, it's not a gift uh, in my family. <laughs> is it? <laughs> well, no, this we this is the gift to our city from <laughs> your family. Though. This this is phenomenal, man. I give Byron a hard time about this all the time, but this this is like huge. I feel like I'm like NBC Studios, and I came in it was just me and Byron looking at a little tiny camera. And he was moving with his finger there. Now it's like cameras. Lights, action. We've got producers. We get this. Yeah. this well, you got to kid in the NFL. Right? We want to impress you. <laughs> <laughs> this is good. This is probably Kyle probably sees a lot more of this than I do. He, he does. Yeah. He, when yeah, I look around in Indianapolis, they don't they don't treat me like a football star. Or nothing. Really? Like I don't know why. Maybe it's the fact that they've got a hundred of them already. Yeah. But, <laughs> <laughs> but but I enjoy my time down there, man. It's a lot of fun. It's exciting to see your kid get a chance to live his dream That's awesome. and, and to do that. And uh, he. Uh, He's, he's focused right now. They, they want to try to turn their season and get a chance to get in those playoffs. So we're, we're hoping to see them do it, man. We, we get a yeah. chance to watch them. Every chance we get, we're there. Great to see you. Thank you. Thanks for having Thanks, us so John. much, man. Appreciate you guys. Appreciate JTV and all you bring for our city. Thank you. John Willis, Chief, Chief Equity Officer, City of Jackson. More of the morning show after this. Thank you for listening to this JTV podcast. If your company or organization would like to advertise on a future podcast episode, please contact Molly McClure at viewermail at jtv.tv. JTV, news that brings Jackson together.
Welcome back to the morning show. A couple of uh, stories from Georgia. A uh, Georgia ambulance driver has been charged. Uh, very serious. Uh, his passenger died. But the ambulance driver was pulled over. Can you imagine pulling over an ambulance? No, I can't. Well, he was weaving all over the road. He admitted to smoking marijuana, taking the stimulant Adderall, and uh, he was drinking a beer while driving. Well, that's a, called a... Uh Molotov cocktail, I he, believe. Yeah, it's turned the, the ambulance turned over. The passenger really? died. Yes, it's an awful story. So, yeah, unbelievable. And also, a donkey uh, wearing a mask uh, got loose and was captured <laughs> by this Georgia sheriff's deputy. The that's something Larry office, Jacobson would do. Well, they got reports. Yeah, it looks like Larry Jacobson actually. Uh, <laughs> caller alerted the department: a donkey walking loose on a road with a mask. So, yep. I wonder whose donkey that was. I don't know. You know, I like to DoorDash a lot, I, right? I well, know I'm that. not going to as much anymore. There's a story out of Brentwood, California, where a DoorDash, we don't have the picture because it's not safe uh, for work. <laughs> the uh, DoorDash driver, she, after delivering the food to a Brentwood condo, she used the garbage can as a toilet oh, no. in the lobby of said Brentwood apartment complex. Ooh. Number two there, how about that? <laughs> so uh, be careful, be careful out there when you're door dashing. You never know who's gonna bring you that food. Here's some good news for uh, people who like to drink on an airplane. Uh, United Airlines is bringing back uh, alcohol on the plane. They uh, secretly <laughs> uh, brought it back flies. on uh, <laughs> Monday. <laughs> Single-serve bottles of uh, liquor are now on uh, United Airlines. Other um, airlines, not yet. In fact, they've changed their pre-flight announcement. Mm. Uh, one of the things that they say is federal regulations prohibit passengers from drinking their own personal booze stash. Well, you can't bring board. it on. You can't bring it on. There's a way. Yeah, well, there's a way. There's a way. Yeah. Um, but Delta, Delta's been selling uh, booze on the airline. No problem at oh, yeah. all, so. Oh, well, in your section, first class, oh. sure. Uh, tomorrow, Dr. Vivek Hack from the Pick Center. We'll have the Chamber Connection with Rachel Buchanan. Later today, Airport Manager Juan Zapata, Matt Snell, and James Cummings from Northwest Music, Ben Lataki from Production Realty. From the library, Lucy Flucher and Carol Briggs, and we'll preview the Christmas Parade with Ed Hatfield. That's later today. Hope to see you then. Thanks for watching.